Welcome to the Weeb Initiative, I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga and everything in between. This week I'll be talking about and following my the theme for this season, I'll be introducing you to the horror genre. And to do that I'll be talking about Hellgirl or Jigok Shoujo in Japanese. Before I even start, uh, disclaimers, first disclaimers, spoiler alert, I'll be talking about all the spoilers, although the, there's not much story to this, kind of. Second one is that I will be only talking about the first season, uh, basically that, and the third disclaimer is that after watch, re-watching it, Jigoku Shoujo or Hellgirl is pretty weak for a horror anime, in my humble opinion, although I personally am pretty weak when it comes to horror, so I chose this based more on my own uh, circumstances, because I'm a scared cat and I really don't like horror at all, and from what I could remember from the first time I watched it, Hellgirl was really kind of spooky but I could deal with it and so for this reason I've chosen to review this as a horror entry although as a disclaimer I would suggest there are other let's say more horrific horrors out there in the anime space that I choose not to cover because again I'm bad with this kind of stuff anyways before I even start with the plot, let's start with the um, stats. And for once, right, when <laughs> I'm talking about introductions, Hellgirl or Jigoku Shoujo is actually an original anime made by Studio Dean. The first season was run from October 2005 to April 2006. It has 26 episodes. Then the manga was released in November 2005 and ran through September 2008. Although I don't actually know if the manga and the anime go through the same stuff, I frankly don't know. I know the manga went on to have more spin-offs and continuations, but I don't actually know if they cover the other seasons that the anime has. The second season of the show was also made by Studio Dim. Studio Dim, before I continue, Studio Dim, just to make, uh, let's say, the benchmark, they are the guys doing Konosuba, <laughs> uh, Konosuba Rashi World, uh, you know the one, and basically that's it, they have a whole long history of doing anime and famous anime at that, so that's basically it. Continue with what I was saying, the second season, Jigoku Shoujo Futakomori, or The Two Mirrors, was run from October 2006 to April 2007, with also 26 episodes. I think they had a one-year contract, because from what I remember, the first and the second season came out really close together. Then there was the, the, the drama, the let's say the live-action adaptation, the series, 
made from November 2006 to January 2007 with 12 episodes. Then the, there's the mangas. The, they call video game here, but I'm pretty sure it's just a visual novel. Then the um, third season of the anime was the three vessels from October 2008 to April 2009 and then the fourth and I think the last season as far as I know the fourth Twilight which was run from July 2017 to September 2017 with 12 episodes as a brief note, as I already said, this anime is an original anime. The, the, it was created to be an anime idealized by the director, Katahiro Omori. And that's basically the stats. Just before I continue, this is going to be a really quick review and presentation because I, I, all things considered, I, I don't actually need to present horror because... It's the same thing with movies. It's horror. You know what you're basically up against. Let's say you know what you're up to. And But granted, Hellgirl does not have jump scares. I don't actually know if it was a stylistic or let's say a plot choice. But uh, due to the fact that it was broadcast in normal television in Japan, I think they actually toned it down a bit. Which would explain playing the fact that I personally think it's pretty weak, but that's just the conjecture of all the things I can see around it. So with the stats taken care of, let's go to the plot. So Hellgirl or Jigoku Shoujo is pretty simple at the start. It has 26 episodes, but let's just say the, the focus kind of pivots from the 14th episode forward onward because the, um, the things kind of change. I think they noticed that a lot of people had already were getting fed up with the, the whole premise. So let, let me explain. The From the 1st to the 13th episode, it's basically the same chick. So we get introduced to random person each episode has one different story so we get into the two a single person this person for some reason lives their lives and whatever but something happens that they develop a grudge a desire for revenge or something like that basically they get <laughs> they developed a beef with someone and when i say a beef right it is in some cases, a pretty serious stuff. Things like destroy your whole social life or whatever. Some, so basically, the one that goes around a lot and rolls around ever so often. I think there, there are at the very least, if there are not like five, there's six or seven instances of something something bullying someone at school and you know what i'm saying the the same they repeat a lot of the same thematic i don't know if they, again this is a stylistic choice or they are toning down what they had or the 
ideas, but they, they got shut down for one reason or another. But the thing is, bullying is one of the main themes that reappear. But there are also other ones. There are some... One of them is... A guy basically... He gets... He gets accused. Uh, basically, he gets set up as being the murderer of, of his friend. But the guy knows the original murder and the murder won't admit it so the guy just gets wrecked from his social life his parents his school and whatever and then he goes into despair and then we get the, to the main let's say mechanic the main plot device of the whole thing so and again the the anime was done in 2005 i have a guess that it more or less represents something like 2003, 2004, because it was back when we didn't have, first off, we didn't have smartphones, and not everyone had a cell phone, and even more than that, um, computers were not commonplace in, in homes, right? So, in some cases, people they would use their office computer, their school computers and whatever to access this mystical website that appears on Google for some reason called Hellink. And it, it's, it has some kind of magic, some kind of stuff that it only lets you access it on midnight uh, on the dot. So 11.59 you won't access it. You only access it going on midnight until you finish your, let's say, your request. So it opens up a black screen, insert your grudge or something like that. The person types their name, the name of the, the people they want the grudge to be resolved with, the, the revenge, the people that they want to, to be killed more basically and click send and seconds later Helgirl appears it's uh, her name is Emma I for the first 13 episodes it doesn't actually matter her too much but um, I'll get to that and she basically offers you a, a straw doll with a red string attached to it if you untie the knot the contract with her is basically done and she will send the person you have a grudge against to hell straight up but in doing that the price you pay is that the moment you die eventually you will go to hell too your soul will go to hell and suffer for eternity and that's basically the whole thing for 13 episodes and we get to see cases and more cases of people why they choose to do it, why they question themselves into doing it, if people rationalize it. And it kind of brings up a lot of questions we have in terms of not only, let's say, how we deal with things, but also how, how things work, right? So there's one case where a girl has um, her pet dog and takes the dog to the, to the vet. But then, eventually she discovers that the vet uh, 
neglects the dog and basically leaves it to die. And when she discovers it, she and um, she basically becomes desperate because she doesn't actually have family and doesn't actually have family besides the dog because uh, her parents died and whatever. And the whole thing kind of uh, goes around into this this question question whether uh, revenge is justified or and there are stronger cases, let's say uh, <clears throat> cases where people actually get way more. Let's not mince words here. People get way more fucked over in for different reasons, whatever. But the the gist of it is that for every type of grudge, each person has a type of grudge that that's different. And for any grudge, uh, there is Emma I, the Hell Girl, to deliver the the revenge. And the whole thing is that at the beginning is that Emma I is basically just someone you contract to do the dirty work. And she's neutral throughout all the cases that we see her doing it. Obviously, saying like that, the anime takes a bit of care to show different cases in different different styles, different storytelling uh, techniques, let's say. So, in some cases, uh, the person already has basically the straw doll. And then we get to see some interaction they have with a third, uh, third party to explain how we came to this to this point that they actually contacted uh, Hellink. And different um, different cases show up for different reasons and in different forms, and we get to see all of them unfold. From what I can say, and I don't actually. I, don't actually remember if this is correct. I I think all the episodes have this string being pulled. All the episodes have someone being sent to help by Helgor throughout the whole anime, except for the ending because I, I will explain the ending later. But easy to say, every time the she sends someone to hell, it's the horror part of the episode more or less. So. For the most part, when the person pulls the string and the the target is sent to hell, we get to see, let's say, their uh, air quotes notification of being revenged, more or less. They don't actually get notified, but Mi and her servants they orchestrate some, uh, uh, basically a spooking. It's basically the the reason why this is considered a horror. Anyway, the um, the the target passes through a horrific experience. Uh, it's basically a huge illusion where some of their worst fears appear and whatever. So, for instance, some people they love become uh, skeletons and or they lose their job. There's some different kind of things depending on the the target. And basically that's it for the first 13 episodes. From the 14th towards the end we get introduced to what we we would call the main characters of the story outside from MI. MI doesn't actually have her backstory until way later on. 
but easy to say that for half of the anime there's no story at all they're just the 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 assorted cases of different people contacting Hellink and from the 14th episode forward we get to meet Shibata Hajime and Shibata Tsugumi Shibata Hajime is a freelancer journalist that works for tabloid at the I, I think they, he never really quits, but uh, let's say he's really a freelancer. So you'll see he come and go whenever he likes. Not a he doesn't have a stable job. That's that's the point. And then his daughter Shibata Tsugumi. I'll get this one right. It's Tsugumi. I checked this time. Um who's the his daughter and he's a single father and at the beginning that we meet him we get to see that he's a divorcee although that develops a bit towards the end of the anime uh who who are they what's their connection to to helga right so for one reason or another it's not really explained why at the beginning but am i um, the hell girl she has this, this ability to go from her home that's the purgatory from what we can infer to the reward to investigate the most of the cases because she kind of validates before actually uh, accepting to uh, avenge a grudge more or less she does kind of uh, scouting it so she can become more or less invisible to normal people and whatever teleport and go through walls and whatever but um, the thing is she can teleport from purgatory to the real to the normal world and for one reason or another she starts this connection with Tsugumi so whenever I goes to let's say meet a client and offer that not only the doll but I also get to see the grudge the the target of the grudge uh, Tsugumi also gets this I'd say this outer world uh, she kind of becomes static and sees what I sees and from this point on Hajime as a freelancer journalist and as a let's say a good guy of the story he, he starts this quest to stop Hellgirl from killing people because it's all finding then that she's avenging someone but to to contract someone to kill someone else to revenge is it's wrong in a moral standpoint so there's that uh and and this is the part where although the anime starts getting kind of interesting it kind of gets really bad at the same time because for the most part it brings up the question when Hajime first starts uh, appearing and eventually when they get a bit more forward in the story he actually starts to know where the people that are trying to get revenge are and um, and the whole thing he tries to impede people from pulling the string or even basically try to get rid of the doll most of the time because he can only find the people after Tsugumi has the vision so all of them already got the temptation to only to already pull the string 
and get over with it but he tries to convince anyone that he finds to not pull it because uh, killing someone is wrong and whatever and we can find another way and, and so on and so forth the thing is from this point on the, the anime and this is already my opinion but the anime kind of gets really boring and becomes more of a horror B movie let's say the um, at some point you just it just becomes really not convoluted but it becomes really wasted effort to think like if someone already went through the trouble to contact Hellgirl and basically already got the, the doll, do you really think they will not pull it? Like, are you serious? Really? I mean, there's, I think, one case, one single case that he kind of did succeed in convincing someone to not pull it but they end up pulling it because of let's say external circumstances and for the most part in every, every single time that he, he tries to convince someone to not pull it it kind of to me at the very least as as audience it Puts me against the main character. Let's say I'm I'm rooting for the antagonist at this point because, first off, the anime is pretty boring if you think about it. When you actually are watching it, most of the anime is pretty boring. The one part that is interesting at the very least is the spooky part where I sending someone to the to hell. And the thing is, if they don't pull it, there's no there's no spooky. And I'm here for the spooky, so I prefer that they pull it, right? Not only that, but for the most part, the stories all revolve around the same thing. Some kind of life, not only social, but life in general, depending uh, on this revenge, more or less. And for the most part, I, I think most of the, the characters that appear, their revenge is justifiable. Although there are two cases where it's not really. The first one is when, and this, I think they went off the rails big time. Eventually, Hajime and Tsugumi, they find a, a ghost that contacts uh, M.I., with no apparent, uh, let's say, medium, so the ghost doesn't doesn't have a computer in the the house they they live in. So it's really strange. Although it's a fairly okay episode if you like the spooking, because it's one of the let's say the best air quotes episodes there is. Because the there's horror there, although it's not really strong, but still it's way better than most of the episodes. And the second one is later on the story when Hajime and Tsugumi are kind of having a... They have distant opinions about Hellgirl because Tsugumi believes that having her avenge someone else on bad people is a-okay because you would think that retributing bad deeds with a punishment as and at this point bad deeds when i say this is really really fucked up stuff with sending them to hell is justifiable and hajime believes that 
killing someone is wrong and that's basically it at this point in the story they have this distant opinion and the writers to try, try to pivot the audience towards the Hajime's opinion they implant this one episode where there's a girl who's um, who's a good girl she studies medicine she's a nurse at a hospital and nobody that Hajime talks to can find a single flaw on the girl she's a-okay no problems at home no problems at work no problems anywhere in her life she's a-okay no no questions asked and the plot of the episode really is the fact that Tsugumi has this vision that M.I. has offered uh, this straw doll to someone to kill this girl and the girl has no no apparent uh, let's say no apparent connection to Hellink or whatever and the whole thing is is them banging their heads against the wall to f- try to find the person that if she received the, the doll who she wants to kill or who wants to kill her and at the end of the episode it's just a random guy just a random guy appears at the hospital she works in unties the knot in front of everybody when Hajime goes to confront the guy he's basically a crackhead with no apparent reasoning for for doing that and so the the story tried to tries to pivot the, the perspective of if I if Hellgirl if Hellink is let's say uh, indifferent service to the reason for the grudge the reason for the vengeance then we you could use the vengeance for, to do bad stuff you could actually target someone to kill someone with no real not good intentions let's say and not to be avenged but to try to gain to gain something out of it let's say to gain something out of killing someone and that's basically the the gist of the the episode which this of this episode in specific it's pretty for pretty forced and i really don't don't see they why they did this because at this point as i've already said the the whole thing about the anime at the start is that people choose what they choose you cannot change much of it and as the anime shows again and again most of the times that Hajime tries to to interfere to convince people to not pull the to not pull the string they always do they always do or they don't and that's not something that you can actually change it's from person to person everyone has their own let's say their own choice in the matter and from this point on basically as i was saying most of the the deaths are justified some of them are not and some of the things that happen in the anime are really strange that being said what happens at the the end of the the anime is that we finally discovered that for some reason mi actually has a past and for some reason she chose Tsugumi not by chance, let's say, but by, let's say, connection. Because we find out that there's an um, ancestor of Shibata, of Hajime, and Tsugumi for that matter, that was 
Emma's friend in life when Emma was uh, alive. And so we have this whole backstory, this lore dump that basically I was a villager in feudal Japan in a really poor village and they had this tradition to whenever a Every seven years, I think, every time a child reached uh, seven seven years in age, a, a girl, I, I don't actually remember the, the um, let's say, the conditional for the choice, but whenever something seven years pass or whatever, they would sacrifice a child with seven years in, of age to the mountain god to have fertile harvests and whatever. The thing is, when came time to I to be to be sacrificed, Hajime's ancestor, Sentaro, uh, Shibata Sentaro, he tried to protect her, and he kind of could for some time until the villagers discovered it, and they found out that um, basically this was more or less treason. And made the the god the mountain gods angry, so I and her whole family were killed in the process. And in the midst of being pressured in the the horrific burning alive of the ice family, Centro kind of threw some earth at them, and I saw it, and she became consumed with a grudge of you were supposed to protect me. Because they they were basically childhood friends and they kind of liked each other and whatever. But the the thing is, right? So she's consumed by this rage, this hatred, and eventually Sentaro actually runs away to not help to bury alive his childhood friend. But I didn't see the part where he ran away and not and try not to to bury her to help to bury her. But and so she became furious with grudge with the vengeance and a few days later after uh, they were sacrificed uh, Sentaro went to the point where I was buried and saw that she kind of resurrected with supernatural powers and so she scorched the whole village to the ground and Sentaro ran for it alone the whole thing is they cut this part, but basically, when I finished raising the the whole village, she went through hell, and as a punishment for for defying the one of the gods, she was sentenced to be hell girl for the rest of eternity, and so that's why she's there. And the last three episodes is about how I want to kill Hajime as a, as a way to quell her her rage against Sentaro because she can't see the, the part where he runs away at the start at the very least and so she, she heavy hands it tries to make Tsugumi to pull a string in a straw doll after showing her the, the truth about her mother because of Actually, and this is this is one of more one of the parts where I don't actually like the the characters in this anime. We eventually find out the backstory of Hajime and Tsugumi that Hajime and Tsugumi Hajime was originally 
married to Tsugumi's mother and he was the one who proposed it he was the one who basically moved forward and whatever and had Tsugumi and whatever and at some point he started to bury his himself in work and not care for for his wife or Tsugumi and I will not say justifiably okay I will not say justifiably but the, the anime shows in a way that I would say that he had it coming the his wife starts an affair with another man and leaves him and the the scene is pretty damning let's say she like she, when she was pregnant he would leave for work and not return for days and that basic let's say the 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 husband who who basically abandons his wife more or less kind of trope and when at some point when he when she tries to make up she, he uh, Hajime basically sends her sends her off without giving nothing and she dies in an accident right next to their home and at the time Hajime doesn't uh, own it he tries to say that it's not his fault and this is the scene that goes on and on with uh, I trying to make Tsugumi to pull the string because she was trying to guilt trip Tsugumi into you also have uh, a grudge against your father you also wanted to live with your mother your father is the one who is at fault for your mother dying whatever and at some point the Tsugumi doesn't actually pull the, the string and Hajime finds her and basically says that yes it's my fault I was a bad husband I was a bad father I'm a bad human whatever and basically I explain is more or less foiled but as a less less act of defiance as a revenge for, for Hajime as she's basically contractually not allowed to kill anyone outside of the Howling contract, let's say, to pull the string and whatever, as she cannot freely kill someone, she raises the temple that Hajime's ancestor built, uh, killing someone, but that's, let's say, collateral damage at this point, and, and the anime ends, more or less, and that's basically it. The anime ends with a to-be-continued, because later on we would discover that there's a second to the fourth season, Although I don't think the fourth season has much content, given that it has 12 episodes. But, I mean, from 2005 to 2017, the anime industry has changed a lot. Anyways, that uh, that's not the point. The thing is, that's that's the plot. It's a terrible, terrible plot. The, the beginning is kind of interesting until it becomes really redundant and repetitive. And then the, the last half of the anime becomes a B-movie which is pretty bad, and I don't like the main characters, I really, I mean, I, I would not say I wanted to, Hajime to die, but he he was not a good main character, let's say, he he was not a, main char- a good main character. Given that, um, what can I say about the general horror? So, this one that I chose, Hellgirl, is a good introduction to horror, because it's I think at the very least, because it's pretty weak and it kind of gives up 
a vibe to it. It kind of gives a, a vibe to it. The thing about uh, horror anime is that being a series, I don't actually think you can keep up much of it. I know for a fact that are I do I think recognized like 33 different types of horror from slasher to torture to whatever and this one is just supernatural horror it's not really strong not really some some parts are pretty good some parts are not really that good um but I think it's a good introduction if you if you are bad as I am with stuff and want to at the very least try something another one that I would suggest is and I don't actually know the name in English but I think it is uh, ghost stories which I remember that it ran in it was aired in Cartoon Network back in 2010 I think 2010s I don't actually remember but I, I remember that being pretty good other ones, famous ones, is another, which is... It has somewhat of a, uh, let's say, a similar vibe to Hellgirl, but it's kind of different. Although the vibe is kind of similar, still. But I I choose not to not to go with that. I, I prefer to stay on my lane of wholesome and s- some gory violence sometimes. That being said, right, and talking about the anime itself, animation is pretty okay, although it's not perfect. Uh, some episodes are really better than others. Some episodes are really bad. There are some episodes that are really bad, and there are some episodes that you would say pretty good, given that um, the anime doesn't actually have, let's say, much color or much of a visual focus it's pretty serviceable given everything the spooky parts are well done enough to not be bad talking about the music just a quick quick side note the opening and the ending both are pretty good i think i don't actually remember the name of the songs but they are really good i would say they have that mid-2000s anime vibe which it's really nice, it really hits the nostalgia in me, but I, I don't think the, the opening actually fits into the thematic of Hellgirl, but anyways, that that's not the point here. And that's basically it. So thank you for listening. If you like what I do, if you like the show, if you like the podcast, please like, please follow, please subscribe, depending on the platform you're in, please join the Discord. I hope you stick around to the next one. Bye.